Hello, Oma people, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome to another episode on this podcast. I remain your host, Onu Unyinye. Or Oni, whatever name you choose to call me is fine. This show is a platform where young Nigerians, young Africans, can contribute their opinions on the various issues affecting us. On the podcast, I try to get the story out of the mouth of those who these many issues affect the most. Today on the show, I have great namani a student of the university of nigeria and suka and we have this amazing and absolutely perfect conversation about making career choices as a young adult so grab a pen and a paper or your jota because i definitely had mine while recording the interview it was it was so insightful it was educational and i picked up a few things i think you would too before we get into the interview i'd just like to say or to ask rather why have you not Follow this podcast on Instagram. Eh? Why? Oh, yeah. Go and check it out. It's Wema underscore podcast. That's the handle. And then you can, of course, screenshot this conversation and post it on your Instagram stories or on whatever platform that you like the most. It could be Facebook, could be Instagram, could be your WhatsApp status. Please, I would really appreciate that you share with your friends. And then on our link, you can see that there's a place that says you can contribute your opinions. Tell me what you think about the episode. After listening to this episode, go back there. Go and click there. Tell me what you think, you know. It just takes a few seconds and I would really really appreciate that you do. Let's get right in then. Can you introduce yourself? All right. My name yeah. is Great Mani. I am a final year student at the University of Nigeria, studying towards a bachelor's degree in economics. And I'm currently interning with the Center for the Study of Economies of Africa, CC. If I can ask, like, what exactly do you do? And where you intend for? What, All right. Job? Okay. So at CC, um, it's majorly trying to provide quality research for, for sound policies. And what I do at CC is that I support CC's team of seasoned professionals with um, some aspects of the research, right, that are meant specifically for interns. And then I also participate in organizing events, transcribing audios of field trips, and and then, more, more very, very importantly, working with the communications team to improve the company social media handles what made you decide that economics was the course of study for you in uni did you have any particular experience that made you decide that economics was for you and you're going into it uh, all right so i feel like you're asking me about my life because i actually yeah, have yeah, yeah. challenges trying to decipher which course to go for um, okay. So okay, to start with, I would say I wanted to go for accounting at first because I had noticed my love for accounting. I was so passionate and keen about it, and I, I, I saw good grades in accounting. But over the time, like you said, what are the experiences? So I would like to share the experiences. I had an encounter with my mom, and she felt I should go for economics. So the basis of going going for economics was first of all based on the advice from my mom and then from my secondary school teachers, they had seen economics as a larger scale for me, right? As something I could fit in since I had this passion for finance and accounting and, the, and 
you know, commercial related courses. So they felt economics was the right place for me and base. So that was actually what moved me. So I wouldn't say that there was, there is actually nothing else that actually moved me. My parents convinced me to go for economics. But over time, I've discovered that with the experience in economics, it's been an amazing place. Like it's been an amazing course for me, you know, getting yeah. to fit into the whole thing, the calculation, it's really been amazing. So that's it from like for me, what what pulled me into economics was my mom too. She said <laughs> it was your country while I did economics. Exactly. And at that time I, I literally worshipped the woman. So when she said it was your country, I was like, Okay, good and fine. Economics it is there. And yeah, that was just the reason why I took economics as a course of study. Okay, so when it comes to making career choices. Some people believe in following their passions and others believe in working to get money, you know, gathering up the money to chase their passion because no matter how good your idea is, if there's no money to finance the idea, you're not going anywhere. So do you believe in chasing your passion like from the get-go or do you believe in working first, even if it's a job you don't, you don't like particularly? Okay, so this question, this question is actually tricky, I must say. So, um... <laughs> I think one thing I have to say, first of all, is it depends on your life goals, right? What, what are your life goals? Like, what is important to you? Is the money important to you or do you want to pursue your passion? You know, for someone that, that is really keenly interested in volunteering or kind of community service and social impact, such a person would be majorly driven by passion, you know? And then for someone who really wants wealth, who wants to be helped, well, perhaps the person that comes from a poor background, like most of us in the federal universities, you know, you would want to kind of get the money. But what I would have to say, first of all, is if you specifically want to follow your passion, right, and forget about the profit, it is not going to be completely an advantage to you because... I believe by the time you see your kids cry to cry for not paying their school fees, it would all yeah. be clear to you and you would understand how important it is to make profit. However, if you if you are majorly driven by a profit and you don't care about your passion, you could find yourself in a job where you don't have you don't find you don't have a good working environment, maybe your boss, the pressure on you is too much and you just couldn't you just can't fit in, in the whole thing. So it's it's I'm seeing it from trying to create a balance, right? So my thoughts in this is Find the best of both worlds. Try to create a balance because both are very important. It is very, very important to find your passion. It is very important to have profit because the world is driven by money. Like you need finances. Finance is the lifeblood of the economy. Like it is very, very important. So it shouldn't be neglected. So I think you should, if possible, such a person can find a job he's passionate about that pays well. So you could yeah. see with that, you're able to create a balance between passion and profits okay so one common problem is in economics like when it comes to making career choices is the availability yeah. of different choices like there are too many like for yeah. example in economics now you can pick an econ a career in management consulting you can pick a career in as a financial analyst in accounting in marketing like it can become very confusing so yeah. for you what can be the processes or the journey someone can when it comes to choosing what path to actually follow in their career journey? Oh, that's an interesting question. So, okay, I think I should come from my experience, my perspective in terms of my experience, right? So, okay. I discovered that, you know, 
I had this particular question is a bit related to some of the issues I had in school. When I when I joined economics, I started heard about KPMG and the rest of them, and I started thinking about auditing. And I felt auditing is for me. And there are still like you mentioned, there are several fields: consulting, international development, there are several, and economies can venture into so many things, just like several yeah. other courses, right? So, but I started saying auditing is for me. It's for me. I love auditing, but. When I got into KPMG and had an auditing and the experience of an auditor, I discovered auditing can never be for me. Definitely not for me. So I would say the best strategy to resolve such a problem is to have the experience. So what I would advise to someone that is having problem issues with trying to decipher which aspect to move to, I would say go for the experience. Try as much as you can to have an ex experience. There are several remote internships now. Try to have the test of it, you know. As an undergraduate, as a student, you are at the explorative stage of your career. You can explore as much as you can. You're not trying to, you're not trying to, you shouldn't be focusing on one area, right? So by the time you test, by the time I had tested auditing, I discovered auditing cannot be for me. I tested supply chain in Coca-Cola. It was a bit okay, but then it, it, it still wasn't satisfactory. So for me, I would say, first of all, go try and get the experience. There are either to remote um internships or through online courses so you could see what it looks like you know those all those things you are interested in what they look like then another viable strategy is to look out um you know speak to your senior colleagues or reach out to your senior colleagues your senior colleagues are people that have chosen this path before and they could have a lot to say in this area so some of them like me now just just the way i'm given this tip if not I, I had the experience i wouldn't have anything to say right so you could always reach out to your senior colleagues and ask them what did you do how did you move into this particular area what do you have to say about this i'm a bit confused and some of them would have viable solutions that would definitely clear your head and by the time you have the experience and get your knowledge you'll be able to find your way and navigate to the aspects of all the particular career that you are keenly interested in yeah like for me, the experience I had with this was like in econs. I had this friend, he's a guy, he's into data analysis, like this core yeah. Python programming, R and stuff. And I thought, oh, that's definitely where I should go into. And I walked in. No more. When I, when I started going through the courses, I was like, nah. Yeah, it can be, it can be, you know, another thing is, you know, once you start seeing that people are moving into a particular field, you could yeah, be. Yeah, it becomes more, more attractive. Exactly. You could just that's being driven by their own vision instead of yours when it comes to volunteering you know you are asked to i've been told that you're supposed to choose firms that align with your career goals or where you want to be in the future but then that you, you you may not know what you want to be in the future or what that future career of yours that you want is so like what advice with regards to volunteering do you have for someone that is still confused when it comes to choosing their career like someone does not even know where they they're supposed to be at all and then they still want to volunteer for something so what advice do you have to guide that type of person okay so um i think i should first of all mention that if you want to volunteer it mustn't really be connected to your career like it mustn't it mustn't be connected to your career this is the reason you know you could have you could be you could be passionate about a particular field but then when it comes to volunteering you could find something that's more interesting you get like me now i am I, I am interested in um finance research but when it comes to volunteering i i think i am more keenly interested in something that has to do with teaching you know reaching out to people to teach them talking to children especially children so now if you if i have to start 
volunteering in a field that has to do with research i will not really get satisfaction and you know one thing about volunteering is it is volunteering and sometimes it has to come with some level of passion and you'd have to receive satisfaction in return right for your passion mm -hmm. so i would first of all say volunteering mustn't be something that has to do with your career path and then when it comes to trying to volunteer it could be it could be it could be generic right it could be it could it could be anything and but but it could still be meaningful and related to your field it could be anything and be meaningful right but it mustn't be your career and um to move into volunteering i would say just start just just like just start just start with any anyone you see as long as you've not deciphered which particular thing to do right you could just start for instance the first time i volunteered was with the brain power educational network and it has to do with teaching like i told you and I didn't really understand the whole thing, but I just thought, thought I, let me just do it. Because, you know, one thing about volunteering is, it's with out to your resume, your CV, yes. and then yes. now. Yes. They want to know what, what, what exactly are you doing apart from school, right? Like, apart from leadership, apart from you have first class, it's perfectly fine. But what are you doing to help people? People, um, all these international organizations are really after persons that are committed to um, making sure that the SDG goals are achieved. So it should be very, very interesting, you know, to find um, any volunteering opportunity and take advantage. So what I would have to say is, first of all, just start. And then secondly, I would say to be able to, if, if you really have um, a passion, right, and you're trying to, and you're finding it hard to, you know, get opportunities, there are several platforms currently on WhatsApp, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, like there are several platforms you could try to join. For instance, I know I belong to no less than five scholarship um, groups on WhatsApp, and I receive opportunities from them. Not just scholarships, several opportunities, internship. That's why I could say that I always receive first-hand information. So I would say just start from where you are if you don't have your passion, but if you really have an interest in terms of volunteering, I would advise you try and find several groups that share opportunities and then always check out opportunities and definitely you'd find one that is in alignment with your interest okay yeah but for like if you are trying to find groups that you can you type them on twitter and then they pop up or no 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 i so i you'd have to see you still need you still need the help of someone but i could ah. say google help google always helps right google is always there to help so you could just yeah. type if for instance now if you type job groups on like not just groups even you, you mustn't you mustn't even be whatsapp groups you could try and um create a prompt notification for some websites online but once there is a new posting those for instance websites like indeed could share opportunities indeed glassdoor and several of them opportunities hub opportunities for africans scholarship region these are all websites and if you do a, um, a web prompt notification for these websites you would always receive first-hand information once there are opportunities so that could also okay. help you must actually wait for someone you could do your own search on google yeah, so i saw this linkedin post of yours where you spoke about overcoming imposter syndrome and taking leadership opportunities and for one person I'm, I'm not like one person that is big on leadership opportunities like i don't really <laughs> take advantage <laughs> so please yeah. explain how leadership opportunities and taking them up when they show up can help like show you where your talents lie so wow okay so now yeah making me to go deep to my imposter syndrome so first of all um I, I think i should say imposter syndrome is just a situation where you know one 
is always not feeling achieved you're not feeling you don't feel your worth right even when you do things that are amazing you still always feel that you've not you've not done anything so i had such is in fact currently i'm trying to overcome it at the workplace because sometimes i could do some job and someone says this is amazing this is nice but i still believe it and i still feel like what is this what have i done here so um it always comes when someone is always not feeling satisfied like you're not feeling like you don't feel the worth of what you've done so i experienced it a, a number of times in during my undergraduate days but i discovered something I discovered that, irrespective of my imposter syndrome, I started noticing the fact that so many persons had faith in me, right? So many persons had faith in what I could do. And that was how I began to receive some level of illumination. I was like, if someone can, if these people can actually have so much faith in me to even allow me to become the classroom, then definitely there is something I have. So once you start noticing people praise you, that is not an opportunity to... to be proud of course but then it should send the signal that there is you have some level of value and it should be cultivated so when it comes to taking leadership positions i would say to start with take advantage of it during your undergraduate days that is the best time to take advantage of it because currently so many recruiters are after people who have leadership experiences because they understand that leaders are able to learn these skills like like conflict resolution or conflict management you know professional development leaders learn teamwork okay let me give you an instance so there's something i learned from leadership during one of um i had a, a research group in, in the university and during one of the during one of the sessions i had mistakenly demeaned someone i didn't do it intentionally but it was just after the fact that i wanted to judge her by i wanted to judge a book by its cover i wanted to judge her by her behavior and that was wrong and i learned that through leadership right and now i know that once there is an opportunity i don't demean anybody i give everybody the opportunity to you know to partake and take advantage if i wasn't in that leadership position i wouldn't have learned it and now this experience is going to be very very important for me in the future so you could see that leadership leadership experiences play a very big role in terms of professional and career development and i would say don't ever allow any opportunity to slide away don't ever allow any opportunity everyone that's going to listen to this leadership opportunities are very very important and it sends some level of signal to your recruiters in terms of courage you know for so for you to be a leader at least heading a group of persons it should say it should send a strong um, signal to anybody around you to show you the level of potentials you have so i would say for the sake of the future and for networking sake and for how important it is in terms of the skills you would garner go for any leadership opportunity that comes your way that aligns with your interest for me personally what i feel like when it comes to picking up leadership positions when the imposter syndrome comes in is uh, i feel like it can be stressful you know carrying it along with school is going to set my academics back and that's one of the few reasons that make me scared so is there any way to balance like what are your ways ba- to balance this um, holding a leadership position and being a student as well because i know you are the class rep of your your class and then you are like the president of patch that's a research um, group in, in economics in our department. So how do you balance it? The the aspect of school life, your personal life, and then being a leader in these um, groups. Oh, yeah. that, that's, that's a very, very important question. A very important question. So um, one thing that has helped me is, first of all, you know, I understand that the reason one 
came to school, of course, is to get the grades first. The grades is very, very important, right? Very, very important. So at first, I tried to give myself a leverage because I had seen my interest in leadership. So I tried to give myself a leverage by being very serious in my first year and my second year. So throughout my early years in school, I used it to get accumulate as as many GDP, um, CGP I could acquire, right? As I could accumulate. So I took out time. I read. I read well. I made. I, I connected with good friends. I formed a good circle. I had nice people, like surrounded myself with people of keen interest. So I had a very strong CGP as in my first year and second year. So when, by the time I was taking leadership positions in third year, right, and in final year, I was sure I had created a good background. So I would say, for someone that is trying struggling to create a balance, I would say before you think of taking leadership positions i would want you to understand that your academics should be first right you should understand mm -hmm. that you're in school to make grades. so try and give yourself a leverage by having strong grades at the beginning so when you have strong grades at the beginning even even by the time you take leadership position and they begin to shake you or you're always distracted the grades you had in first year could and second year could cover up for you in those other years if that's if it is if you lag behind right in those other years then secondly i would say I understand the importance of mentorship, right? And asking questions. I'm someone that always asks questions. So whenever I find the opportunity, I see people who are inside in, into a particular field or who are able to do who are able to do some things or achieve some level of strides. I always reach out to them and get to know how how they did it. And one thing I've noted about about some of these things is time management. If you understand time management, you will be able to scale through, right? And one thing I, I, I have asked, I've told myself is, I am going to be in school for four years. Okay, Asu is making it almost six years now, <laughs> but on a normal, it's four years, right? So exactly. once I know that something is not eternal, right? Yeah. I just take the take up the courage and do it that time. I know I will not die definitely. So if it's going to warrant me giving up my sleep, maybe sleeping like for five, four hours or less hours a day, just to be able to cover up, I just do it because I know it is not go it is not going to last forever. You get? So I try to, you know, take the bull by the horn. It is time for leadership and I know how important leadership and good grades are. So I sacrifice, I sacrifice my time sacrifice my sleep try to curtail you know some excesses some irregular activities manage your t manage my time well just because i know it is not going to be eternal so as long as it's something that would elapse someday right i wouldn't die if yeah. i sacrifice a couple of other things even my passion not my passion like my luxury and <laughs> so i'm trying to get the, i'm trying to get the right word here yeah it's just just like my break time something like that so yeah having fun you could sacrifice it and then get the experience after that go ahead and have fun as much as you can yeah. <laughs> so while you were speaking you mentioned that you took up leadership positions in your third year yes. like i didn't know it was possible to do that because i like i'm in my third year currently and in my mind i'm like ah it's already too late i've already <laughs> wasted my first year and my second year by not taking up those opportunities so I didn't even know it was possible for you to take up industrial opportunities in your third year. That was very helpful. Yeah, yeah it, is, it is. Yeah. In fact, that is that is when you have the all opportunities for leadership positions, major opportunities, because they believe you've graduated, like you've gotten some level of experience from school, right? So yeah. just yeah, once you find the opportunity, you could just shoot your shots. So when it comes to making career turns, for example, if I studied like 
economics now. I'm studying economics, not if. <laughs> but I'm upon graduating, I realize that maybe I have a passion for TV, radio presentations, voice-related fields. Do you think the, the degree I have can reduce my chances of succeeding in those fields? Because someone has told me that before. And those fields I would like to pursue, do you think the degree I have would affect my chances of succeeding there? Hmm. Very interesting question. So I yeah. think it depends. I actually think it depends on the course of field. Now, this is what I mean. I've seen some so many persons like, um, for instance, I know someone in Unilag who is studying law, but she's moving into finance. She has transitioned from law to finance and she's doing amazing. Like I know someone who studied law. I, I, I think it's either Convenant University or so. She's currently working with Bank of America as a, as a summer analyst. Now you could try yeah. to imagine what is the correlation between studying law and doing finance. I know that there is business law and a couple of them, but then it is not strong enough for you to move into Bank of America. You should know that, right? Yeah. So I think it's it's I'm seeing it from two perspectives. The first perspective is a particular course, for instance, imagine studying economics and all of a sudden you are saying, ah, I'm interested in, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in medicine and surgery. Yeah. I'm interested in pharmacy. <laughs> you can see it, it sounds, <laughs> it sounds crazy. Right? So it, in that case, now that is where the case of, of what you had mentioned earlier comes, right? You cannot just study economics and move into pharmaceutical studies or law and medicine and the rest of them. That's practically impossible. But then yeah. tech, the evolution of tech has made so many things possible. Currently, there are opportunities that don't even require any degree. So you could see that for you to even study is an advantage for you, right? Moving to anything you want. Like, there are opportunities that they don't need your CV. They don't, need, they, don't know, they, don't, they don't want to know what you studied. They don't care about your CGPA. All they just want is the skill. So we are living in times where skills are very important. Everybody is looking up to the skills. In some cases, it is the skills and the skills for... It is the skills and the skills that they are after. So, if you're able to get the skill for a particular field, you can move into it, irrespective of the fact that you did not study in that, you did not study anything related to that field. And one of the major ways to get the skills, you know, there are several online courses now. People are participating in online courses, taking advantage of those courses, and moving into career, doing crazy things in careers that are not related to their study. Exactly. So, I would say there are two perspectives. You can actually, you can actually transition to a different field that is. That is out of where you studied. It is very much possible. However, there are still rare cases where transitioning would be very, very difficult and severe. So on the imposter syndrome, uh, do you have any particular experience you'd like to share? Like, at what point did you decide that, okay, this would no longer hold me back from venturing into leadership opportunities that came your way? Okay, so I, um, I think I mentioned something similar. And that was um, in my third year, right? So in my third year, I noticed... The level of confidence people had in me, I had demeaned. I didn't even know I was demeaning myself all those years. Right? I was, I was just calm. I was just that regular student that just wanted to pass exams, you know, graduate with good grace and then go your way. But I had seen some level of confidence, and I felt for people to so so much to confide in you so much, you would have to, you know, pay them back with your service, right? So that was when I, I, I took up the mandate and felt I should just leave my hole, you know. Imposter syndrome could just enclose you, could it could blindfold you, and you wouldn't even understand the potentials in you. So, but by the time I saw the confidence in people, I felt no. If this is really how people would see me, then I should just leave my hole, leave my rabbit hole, and explore. Right, take advantage of opportunities around me. So it was majorly my third year when I saw the fate my 
classmates had in me for the classwork position. That was when I took the bull by the horn and defeated the imposter syndrome. Okay, so what advice would you give to someone like me with like little or no experience that is just starting out in their personal and professional journey? Like, is there any particular thing you would say to someone still at that infancy stage? Hmm. <laughs> yeah okay so okay i would say i have so many things to say to you or people like you that have little or no experience the first thing i would say is i understand how important a mentor is and it has really helped me in some cases like taking taking some decisions so the first thing i would say is try and get a mentor right look for someone who is interested in your field someone who is doing exploits in your field and please let me mention this if i try to get a mentor try and find mm -hmm. someone who is not too too busy because sometimes mentors could might not even meet up to your expectations and it could be disappointing so whilst you are mm -hmm. striving to get a mentor i would say find someone who is not too far or too ahead of you and then speak to the person communicate with the person tell the person about your decisions how you're interested in similar fields and just hold on to the person and receive the person's advice because the person will definitely have a lot to say about what the future holds for you. Then secondly, I would I would say take advantage of student organizations, student student organizations. Like that was one thing that helped me. I joined some student organizations in first year and second year and I met amazing people. I met people that were ahead of me and I learned from their experiences. I saw their paths and they explained so many things to me. So those student organizations are not just an opportunity to you know, take advantage of what the organization has. It's also an opportunity mm -hmm. to meet those ahead of you. It is one of the closest ways to befriend those ahead of you, right? In my first year, I already had friends in final years, and some of them helped me. And that was because I took advantage of um, um, the fact that we belong to the same student organization. So it is very, very important. Then thirdly, and very, very important is the fact that don't let rejections weigh you down. Because at this stage, you would receive rejections like like food like almost every day well it depends on how you apply but if if i start counting my rejections then god I, I should be depressed by now seriously but then i think one little success could just kind of cover up the whole rejections and then I, you forget about them so don't let rejections be you down you receive rejections for so many things even from people you do not expect from opportunities you don't expect but don't allow those rejections to weigh you down it's also an opportunity for you to know that Rejection is part of the success process. So in this drive for success, in this drive to achieve, and in this drive to to um, to achieve your career goals, just be resilient and don't allow rejections weigh you down. That's what I have to say. The last question, because you mentioned you mentioned mentorship. So yes. for you, like, where do you get your mentors, or how do you know? Okay, this is someone I want to mentor. Me. Is he on LinkedIn, or do you approach our like? our teachers our lecturers like how do you find mentors okay so like i had mentioned first of all i find someone who is not extremely busy right but before you start talking about reaching out to someone for a mentorship you understand that you'd have to find a way to create at least a level of some level of relationship with the person so currently i have a life mentor and a career mentor but my life mentor seems to be working more than my career mentor which is not bad though so my career yeah. mentor is someone i had because i'm using my life as an example now so you could understand how how the mentorship came about yeah. he's my second he was my secondary school teacher right i met him in secondary school and then i had learned i had discovered how 
wise he is like how he could how he solves life challenges how his approach to life is amazing and then i reached out to him and requested for his mentorship but bear in mind that there was at least a basic relationship before right that i could that i, that I took advantage of so i would say first of all your quest for mentorship try to find someone that and he's not so ahead of me he's a young man like me graduated in 2013 in 2015 yes 2015 yeah. it's not that far from me and he's a life mentor we didn't study the same course but he's a life mentor so it doesn't matter it doesn't matter so um yeah so i took advantage of the basic um relationship and then he accepted to be my mentor he's not far from me in terms of um experience and then he understands things more than i do then coming to the career mentor he's my lecturer right and i discovered that he's into research he wants to be a professor of economics like me and it's it's completely amazing and he's a young man just like me he shouldn't be even up to 30 right and he's currently doing his phd in the uk so you see the way i did it i have a life mentor and then a career mentor so the career mentor is directing you in terms of your career and your life mentor is directing you in other areas of life that are not just about career and taking some other decisions that could also be part of your personal development so i would say find someone who is not too far from you and then make sure that you've created a basic relationship before you make the request because if not if you don't make that request if you don't create that level of that basic relationship the person might not accept right or the person might claim busy and find a way to you know reject you has someone say that you can find mentors on like linkedin by you know checking out their profile do you have anything to say about that like is that doable is that advisable would you advise someone to do that yeah currently anything is possible right people get jobs via linkedin messages and several that means so i still think yeah. it's possible right it's possible once you've seen the value and maybe you have the feeling that the person might accept and you wouldn't feel bad that the person rejects you can shoot your shot right what is more important is to be sure that the person has the value you need and that um, you have something to gain and i think one other thing is try and make sure that you have something to offer because some persons just go and tell someone imagine someone reaching out to my listen i want you to be my mentor okay so the words it's try and make it mutual mentorship is not something that is one-sided it's not just going to be flowing from the mentor to the mentee it has to be two-sided it has to be mutual so if you are trying to reach out to someone on linkedin it's fine but portray it make it look like you also have something to offer something that will be beneficial to the to the mentor even if it is the fact that you represent a good um, return for the mentor's investment that is okay right the mentor would believe that i could say something i could boast of you in the future right you are something that you have a good return for my time so it's yeah. okay it's fine you can reach out to people on linkedin as long as you you're able to say yourself and you're able to portray the fact that you also have a value to offer thank you very much for accepting to have this conversation with me i'm very very grateful thank you for taking out the time it's my pleasure oh, yeah thank you very much for reaching out to me i am really really grateful and i <laughs> think that's me right this is my first speaking invite invitation oh <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm currently blushing <laughs>